Hi, I am Andrew Coles, and you are listening to On the Road to Perfection, presented by Wholly Owned and Operated, created, produced, and 100% unscripted by my mom and dad, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast is them talking about our faith, what they believe, and how they share it, but also about how they have messed up, and how to help you not mess up in your faith. Combined, they have over 60 years of strong Catholic faith and commitment. They walk around our neighborhood talking about their faith, morals, how to live in this world but not of it, science and faith, and the formidable repertoire of music. The same way they talk about it, and live it, at home, where I hear it every waking hour of every day. They also share their stumbles and falls, many of which you are probably familiar with. This podcast is completely unscripted and unedited, and as such, is just them talking as they always have to me for over a decade and a half, and I hope that you are able to get a piece of what I have gotten all my life. Now, from Holy Unoperated, On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast by my mom and dad, Beth and Christopher Coles. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today, for every day. We are so very grateful for your love and attention. And as we talk today, help us to say what you want us to say and to help one another to grow in virtue and perfection. And we pray that it blesses our listener in the same way to help them to grow closer to you and and grow in holiness. Please send your spirit upon us and keep us safe as we travel and grant us your grace and protection. We put ourselves under the Father's protection and care for these and all his mercies. God's holy name be praised. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, you should like squeeze my hand or something. Okay. And then I'll, then I'll know, oh, it's not about looking at you. Oh, okay. It's like, you know. Yeah. And especially when you have your sunglasses on, because then if I look at you, I can't see your eyes. Well, that's probably good. I won't get lost in them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What about our her listener? I said them. No, you said him. No, I said them. <laughs> you can listen to the recording. I said them. Them, the original bug movie. You <laughs> praying for giant ants, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was praying for. So, no. so we're about 65 miles north of the Kentucky Tennessee border. Yep. Which, um, which kids, for all you listening, that means we're in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cruel. No, it's a geography lesson. Yeah, okay. Um, 
but your parents probably already told you that. Yeah. Um, and we're going to give this a shot as we're tooling along because I snuck the recording equipment into the yep. center console um, before we left Yes, home. you did. And now we're headed home. And... Um, well, we got bored, had nothing else to do, thought we'd talk to each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and record it. And record it. That's right. Just in case anybody <laughs> wants to listen to us prattle at each other. <laughs> prattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> that's definitely a, that's a. Yeah, and I've been reading. Prattle. Re- I've been rereading Little Women, so yeah. <laughs> Between that and the other. Well, hopefully the microphones will work even when we pass all the lorries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness me. Uh, Oh, the DQ sign. Yeah. But they got them in places other than Texas. I know. It's just weird to see them outside of Texas. You you know the hard thing to find in Kentucky? You remember when we came through that time with... When, yeah, you know, when was, we were with Daniel, right? Yeah, was that, that was so like three, yeah, four year, four years ago with the whole family. More than that, yeah. We're driving along the Bluegrass Parkway, right? Which is like yep. the thing in the middle of right. Kentucky. We couldn't find a Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> KFC. We had to get to a city. Like, yeah. I think it was Lexington. Yeah, we there, finally found one in Lexington, yeah, and there, it was there, like <laughs> there wasn't a you know all those blue signs along the highway yeah. on the exit that says you know. Gas food lodging, you know, there, none of them. None of them. KFC. KFC. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so well, you know, we this will kind of date when the when we recorded it, but that, that's fine. We the yeah. Um, the readings for this coming weekend, the second week, the second Sunday of Lent coming up, and. Uh, they kind of tie in a little bit. We did this week's free thing, uh, which, which I think is pretty interesting. I think deserves more uh, exploration um, in, in maybe other articles. But this morning we're listening to the, the daily readings. Yeah. Um, yes, we we do that. We um, yeah. We actually read the daily readings. Yeah. We 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 believe and practice what you preach, but not because it's obvious if you don't in terms of your preaching but because it, it works it's we good need stuff it. yeah we it's need really it. good stuff um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, in, in this morning kind of um, you know put the icing on the cake of this week's free thing and the, the psalmist said you say it's Psalm 51 right yep yeah so um, the psalmist says, um, essentially, it says to God, all you, all you need, all you want is a humble and contrite heart. Yep. In fact, I think that was part of the response. Yeah. A contrite and humble contrite. heart, O Lord, you will not spurn. Right. Yep. Yep. And. Yeah. The whole psalm is, well, the, it starts off, create in me a clean heart, O Lord. <clears throat> and um, it's 
it's uh, well, I use it when I'm preparing for confession. I I pray it almost daily as part of my, you know. Um, oh, well, then obviously it works. See, my <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, I gotta start. I gotta add that to my prayers. My, you know, prayer time. Um, the, yeah, the, the, the idea of there's, there's really nothing we can offer to God except ourselves. There's, there's, I mean, it. Yeah, you, you know, and it's funny, this past Sunday, you know, in First Peter, he says, uh, you know, uh, prepare your conscience, prepare a clean yeah. conscience, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, a, a clean and clear conscience, conscience, I believe, will, will work towards that contrition and humility. Yeah. And then this next weekend, Peter's building tents or wants to build tents <laughs> right. for the Lord and for Moses and Elijah. He was dazzled. Well, he was, but he, get, he kind of misses the point, you know, right. that here's, you know, God says from the clouds, the voice comes from the clouds, we presume it's the Father, right? And he yeah. says, uh, this is my son, listen to him. Right. And uh, this is after Peter tries to do the, the tent thing, at least chronologically, that's how it's presented, uh, presumably in when Peter wrote it down or read it transcribed that happened in that order and and so it's like the father saying look I got this gift for you you know the tent making you can't do anything for look if they want a tent they snap their finger Jesus doesn't even have to snap his fingers right you know um so get on your knees you know uh cause that's because God, God can but won't create in us these things just by magic, you know. Or right. Not, it wouldn't be by magic with him, but it, it, you know, he grants us the opportunities to grow in our humility and contrition. Right. You know the. Oftentimes, people will say, "Well, God, where were you when I needed you?" And I imagine his answer is, "I was right here beside you. I gave you the grace, everything you needed, yeah. and I was waiting to see you use them." Right. And uh, you know, so when uh, Peter is, uh, they're going down the mountain. Uh, James and John, right? Yes. And, and you know, the Father has just said, listen to him. Jesus says, don't tell anybody till I have, yeah. till the Son of Man has risen. Yeah. That's like one of the, one of the few times I can think of where Peter actually listened, because listen, to right. listen means to obey. Right. When, when Peter listened to Jesus, because he, he didn't say anything about the transfiguration until, yeah, 
until after Jesus is you know, risen. Right. Um, you know, other times, you know, you know, stay, stay awake, stay watch, stay on watch while I go pray in the garden. You know, and yep. and uh, you know, here come walk, walk on the water. I've, I've commanded it, walk. You know, and you know, <laughs> Peter just. But but then, in each of these, yeah, I imagine them walking down from the <clears throat> from the mountain, and Peter saying, "Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I yeah. I really should have been focused on what was going on, not on what I could do for you." Right. And you know, you sense his contrition and humility after stumbling on the on the water. Right. You know, because he yeah. reached out in desperation. Right. And took Jesus' hand. And then, you know, after denying Jesus, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's contrite and humble. You know, in in the first confession, if you will, there by right. the fire uh, on the seashore. <clears throat> but Jesus still has to ask him, th- you know, three times before Peter, instead of Peter saying, Lord, you know that I love you and we're you know in a in a filial love yeah in the third confession he finally uses the agape form of love and says lord i love you meaning i'll sacrifice i'll die for you right and that's the humility and contrition that we can give to the lord that that he won't he won't take we have to give right he won't we won't make us. us yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not his slaves we have to right. be his willing and i i love this phrase and i've really latched onto it but we have to be his his willing and unprofitable servants right you know um we are we love god for god's sake you know not because he does things for us right and and I think you know Lent is a good time to in fact I think it's the perfect time to consider humility and contrition because we we tend to give things up as a, something we're doing for the Lord when there's nothing we can do for him right the you know there, there's there's nothing we can do for him except be in relationship with him. Right, and, and that's, and a, that's, to me, that's the, a being as opposed right, to a, a doing. Yeah. And when, when we're in this relationship, the... The idea is well let me rephrase, I guess. The, I I love doing things for you. Because yes. I love you and I I want to show my love because I want you to know that I love you. And one one way to do that is to do things for you that yeah, cool. that I wouldn't 
necessarily want to do for myself or other people. Um, well, I, I, and I know where you're heading on that, and I, I do want to interject, I, I, obviously. <laughs> um, I, I think you, you do them uh, because you love me, not because you want to show me that you love me. You know, for instance, it's natural. For instance, this this morning, you let me sleep a little longer. This morning, when you know we were packing, you were packing. You know, and nobody likes doing that. You know, but but you do that. I, I think it's, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's you love me, and so that's what you do, as opposed to you do that because you love me. Maybe. I guess I haven't really thought of it. Yeah. I, and well, which means I just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which means right. <laughs> right. But, but that's that's it, to me it's a it's a fruit, if you will, of your love. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I suppose. Yeah. The the but the purpose of of the the sacrifices that we make during Lent are to enrich our relationship with God to to make him our number one priority right um, because being fallen humans we let that slide we we don't keep him as our number one priority all the time and Lent is by the you know inspiration of the Holy Spirit the the church instituted Lent in order to give those who are coming into the church the catechumens a specific time of of retreat to build that relationship with Jesus Christ before they make that final commitment saying yes to him yeah and and we as baptized catholics are called back into that retreat time and it's 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 funny you know the church has given us this very important season and it's a tenth of the year a little more than a tenth of the year um, and Father Simon says you know Jesus goes off and prays 90% of the time and then does stuff for 10% of the time he says you know we've kind of got it the other way screwy, around you know we'll do it we pray 10% of the time you know he says we go we'll go to church committee meetings and they you know say a 30 second prayer and then they're in the meeting for you know five hours yeah. you know what he'd really like is if everybody went and, you know prayed for nine days and then <laughs> they came back and they had a one hour meeting right you know? <laughs> um, that relationship you know in, in a sense you know went if we're not doing it all the time gives us that opportunity to and I've said the phrase before to fake it till you make it yeah um, because we're sacrificing 
that will hopefully create in us a habit of continual sacrifice, right. uh, which is love. And, uh, but, you know, to, to repent means to change. And if we, if, if we're going to change our relationship with the Lord, it can't just be for 40 days. Right. You know, it has to be, this can be a Kickstarter, uh, but it's not, you know, we do it for, you know, 10% of the year and the rest of the time we, you know, say, well, God understands, you know, I'm pretty busy and I really like chocolate or, you know, I can, the only way, way I can keep track of my friends is on social media, you know. The, the things that we sacrifice, you know, help to create that humble heart only if we continue in humility. Because humility is yeah, the, the person who practices humility purposefully is not necessarily humble, you know, right. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm demurring because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be humble. Well, humility, you know, from what I've been reading, particularly in The Imitation of Christ, is a result of other things. You know, in, in, in an earlier reading, um, actually I think it was from Isaiah this past Sunday, uh, he's talking about what do you, what does the Lord want for sacrifice? You know, and it's not animals and, you know, all these things. It's, he wants us to sacrifice, you know, by helping the poor. Right. And the destitute, the hungry. Yeah. Imprisoned and stuff like that, which is what Jesus says. Right. Is those are the those are the lambs, the sheep who get into, to yeah, and that it's it's the living the beatitudes. Yeah, and so as you as you do those things, and you 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 focus on the Lord, because as Mother Teresa says, you know, every time she looks into the eyes of the poor, she sees she sees. Jesus at his most desperate state. Right. Um, so we we do these we do these things uh, until it becomes part of who we are. Uh, and and that creates <clears throat> that humility. Because we, we are the least of anything and everything, truly by how we treat the Lord, you know. And if we're, uh, as Thomas Kempis says, you know, we, we, you know, should become humble to, to the point of being those unprofitable servants and alone and poor. And... He's not talking about, you know, no friends and no money. Right. You know, he's talking about how nothing else is anywhere near 
as important as the Lord. Right. The, yeah, the, to, to be distraction-free. Yeah, all the time. All the time, which I'm not sure that's, well, I guess it's possible. It's just really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the idea of being humble is Well, I I know that people admire truly humble people, okay? Just the public admired Mother Teresa because of her humility, because of her, you know, her unprofitable servanthood, mm-hmm. you know. She the but but at the same time it's an admiration that with with little understanding it's like yeah. i don't understand how you can live like that i don't understand how you can do that how you can be like that right um it's it's fascinating you know because it's so odd yeah well, it, 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 well, it, so authentic too. It's it, not. It's, it's right. not a practiced humility. It's, right. It's, it, so when when we're called to this, you know, to to be meek and humble of heart, to be contrite and humble, to you know, the 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 idea is that we recognize our our creator and our savior who didn't have to create us and didn't have to save us And there's absolutely nothing we can do to to pay that back. Yeah, we can't repay it. Uh, it it's even, impossible. Yeah. And so the recognition of our inability to repay that debt. is to be humble to to you know it's i'm i'm not worthy of this gift that you've given me of these gifts of of any of the gifts that that you've given me lord but i'm going to do my best with the gifts that you've given me yeah and you know, it, 
it has to create this. I and I, I'm not trying to pat myself on, on the back. When I when I have my morning prayers or I'm saying my morning rosary, there is the occasional once or twice, maybe three times in the this whole time I've been doing it, that, <clears throat> that that overwhelming sense of awe. Right. It's... It, it is... It's... It, that's... that's what, I'm, I'm shooting for that all the time. Yeah. So I had that little taste, that little taste of it. And it reminds me of, yeah. you know... When I first started my, well, not first started, but when I was in my conversion process, right. when I called you that one right. morning, and um, such a complete sense of helplessness, yet such a complete sense of uh, security, safety, mm-hmm. um, and I, to me, I think that's a. A little taste of humility. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to break the the barrier between being humble on purpose, purpose, you know, yeah. and purposefully trying to be humble, you know, you you, you know, and, yeah, and, and um, I th- there, there's so many things that go into creating. Humility, and yet none of them can be faked. Even though I say fake it till you make it, you have to practice the things that create humility. You have to feed the poor. You have to right and visit the imprisoned. You know, and right, and but but doing it because <clears throat> it, it's it's the attitude with which you do it. Right, you want to love the Lord. You. And the, you know, what what you were talking about, though, the experience that you've had, the, you know, those few times that you've had that, you know, humbling awe, you know, experience, that's what an encounter with Christ does for us, though. Right. When we truly encounter Christ wherever and whenever it happens, whether we're on a retreat or in our daily prayer time or receiving the Eucharist at Mass or in adoration or having a conversation with someone or we're, you know, at a beach or on a mountaintop or wherever it is and whenever it is, it's that encounter with God. And, you know, this, we, we started this talking about the, the transfiguration, you know, that, that encounter with the living God that Peter and James and John experienced was humbling. You know, Peter may have had a, a, you know, a, a, a not real perfect reaction to it but at the same time he had a reaction to it right it it drew him to want to savor that encounter to recall it and 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 make it available to others 
um, by putting up, you know, booths to, yeah. to commemorate it or whatever. But, but the, I mean, the, the transfiguration, I mean, it knocked them flat. They, right. you know, <laughs> and, and they encountered Christ every day. They lived with them and yep. ate with them and, you know, yep. they, they shared, you know, their, their lives. And, but at the same time, in Christ's humility, he was hidden from, his, his divinity was hidden from them. Right. For a purpose, you know, if if he was in his glorious state the whole time, that would have been too much. That it, well, we, and, it, and, 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 and it wouldn't have served the the purpose in the way that he came to serve. Right? Would they have loved him for who he was or for who he was? You know, right? Right. You you yeah, my so, best behavior sort of. You know. So when when we have those encounters that remind us of the awesomeness of God and reminds of us of our humility. Yes, it, it would be great to live in that state of, you know, of perfect humility at all times. Um, we know for a fact that only one person on earth was able to do that. And she was conceived without sin. So, you know, yeah. we we ask Mary to help us because she can um, by her example and her desire for all of us to have the relationship that she has with Christ. The, the, and the one person who said, you know, well, a person we talked about represents right. a humility, Mother Teresa, right. had a dryness of 40 years right. of not having any relationship like that with the Lord. Right. You know, um, while she was in her humble state. Right. Sheesh. I, you know. I, and I, I can't comprehend that. I, I, I don't, either. I don't yeah. really comprehend that, that dryness for, for that long. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. Mother Teresa's dryness might be my consolation. Right. You know, the, the, you know, the time that I feel consoled by Christ and his presence, you know, it's just that Mother Teresa had had her consolation, her mountaintop experience. And, and then it wasn't, you know, and, and we all have that. We all have our mountaintop experiences and then our, you know, valley experiences. Um, and and some of us have years and years of valley experience. Yeah. And that that's the, the, the only way I can, you know, kind of comprehend is that, you know, some people's mountains are taller than others. And, right. and some people's valleys are at the elevation of other people's mountaintops. Right. You know, so... Yeah, we each walk through our own valley of the right, shadow of death. Right, yeah. so... So... It, it, I don't, it, it's very difficult for anybody to describe their spiritual life because everybody's soul is individual right. and 
your relationship with God <clears throat> is very different from my relationship with God. Yeah. And as many people who have lived and do live and will live on the earth or anywhere in the universe, they're all going to have individual relationships with God right. because God is infinite. Right. And he is capable of having singular relationships with everybody. And it's not the same. You know, it, it's not like a famous person that has the same type of relationship with all their fans. You know, right. that yeah. it's, right. yeah. it's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that God has a covenant relationship with each individual person. Love. Speaking of which, the license plate says the love. The love. <laughs> so, our, you know, just recognizing that, recognizing that, that God, God, God wants a relationship with me. Yeah. What? You know, um, should should I be so proud to say no? <laughs> should I be so proud to say, oh, but you know, on my terms? <laughs> yeah, and you know, he keeps on, he keeps asking. And you know, he's yeah. The more I think about it, uh, I really like Father Albert's take on the the persistent widow. Yeah. And the judge. You know. Uh, you know he. He says, "What if the persistent win widow is God?" Right. And and we're the the unjust judge. Yeah, we're the unjust judge. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, for heaven's sake! Okay, God, I'll give you a chance right. because you won't leave me alone. Well, that's what. That's you essentially know? what I and, did. And you that's know? I said, yeah. Okay, that's, I accept the challenge. That's the relationship that that that's the way a lot of I think relationships happen with with God yeah. is that people just. Kind of well, like you said, you you're like okay, fine, I'll I'll take a chance, you know, and yeah, and it was still a prideful chance because I thought I right. would, I would prove it wrong, I would prove right, it. you know. So humility comes from that relationship, and just like any relationship. You, uh, you have to work on it. You know, it's, it, it is an action, a verb. Love is a verb. Right. You know, and humility comes from it. We would, there are things we would both do for each other that we wouldn't do for other people. And there is no such thing as levels of love. You know, we aren't told to uh, love some people this much and love others this much and that right. you know to love as the Lord loves and he loves all of us you know he doesn't right. say well I love you more than that person you know, right he do that so um, here's a thought he does not love Mary more than he loves me or you right what right <laughs> you know I yeah. mean which, which is, it, that yeah which is what? really weirds me out you know because I you know when people say that Mary's 
you know, prayers are more powerful than other saints and that sort of stuff. I, I, I don't understand that concept. Right. You know, so does he listen to Mary more than he listens to any other saint? Well, that doesn't sound like an infinite God, you know. He right. can listen to all of them all at the same time, you Exactly. Know? Um, so, I, I think true, genuine humility is born out of a true, genuine relationship with the Lord. Yes. You know, and, and you know, to wrap it into a nice little bow, I think that's why it's so hard to be humble, because people find it very hard to acquiesce and give to the Lord their, yes. their, their complete love, to give that contrition, right? that recognition that I ain't got anything that, that you need. Right. And there's only one thing you want, and it's really hard to give you that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes, it is. And that's why we pray for it. Yep. And, and keep trying. I love you. I love you too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast, by my parents, Beth and Christopher Coles. This podcast took time, effort, and money to create, and we ask that you visit whollyownedandoperated.com. That's H-O-L-Y, ownedandoperated.com. To donate and check out the massive amounts of free stuff that we have available. We are a non-profit organization, and as such, are tax-deductible. So please donate when you visit our website. Also, sign up for our newsletter for free. We send it out weekly to inform you of our new content and upcoming events. Once again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of On the Road to Perfection, a different kind of podcast created by my mom and dad and produced by Wholly Owned and Operated.